Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hey, Marketing Money Podcast listeners out there, if you need help with your geofencing and mobile placement of advertising, uh, such as we talk about from time to time, you've got to be on the phone. Look to Rain Local. Uh, they're a partner with this podcast now, and uh, Rain Local does a heck of a job on placing ads on that mobile phone native and helping with social as well. Uh, so if you want to look them up, rainlocal.com. If you talk to a rep, tell them the Marketing Money Podcast sent you. And now, back to our regular talk. Are we rolling, Bobby? We are rolling. rolling. This is the Marketing Money Podcast, rolling. and they are telling me we're rolling. So rolling we're rolling. That's Tina Turner, and I don't even think she originally wrote that song, did she? Uh, no. I mean, every like, pretty much BuzzFeed makes their money off of like, did you know that this was originally recorded by somebody else? Did you know this podcast was originally recorded This is a by, cover. This is a cover, this is a of, cover another podcast. of another podcast. This is the cover of the Marketing we're going to do that. We're going to take some Levitt, Levitt and Dubner or something and just repeat them to our just, audience who just, may not have heard it. It's just, like an homage. I don't even... What's homage mean? Like, um, I respect you, so I'm going to rip you off <laughs> and make money <laughs> off of what you did. John Fogarty. What, before Tina Turner did it? So, it. so Credence yeah, did it. They're the originals. Credence did it. Yeah. I would have thought it had been older than that. Yeah. Lodi. I don't know. Pharrell and Prince wrote everything. The, uh, I, I think this, I, I want to get more audience response. Is Credence in the top five most overrated bands with the Eagles? Okay. So I was going to say Eagles are number one. Eagles are number one top five, top overrated band. I, I will give Credence them, might be two, but they got some pretty good tunes. I just think it was over, like just it's overdone. Yeah. But it is hard. I think I would put certain Rolling Stones in nah, there. Nah, got to catch you out there. Rolling Stones are there. They there, may be underrated. There's some Stones that's just well, every band has where they just had to fill an album back then because it wasn't like iTunes where you could just order an individual one. So you had the 90s, three good songs Voodoo, Voodoo on Voodoo Lounge album. though. Voodoo Lounge, the '90s Rolling Stone album is underrated. Yes, it is. That that Love Is Strong or whatever that that was a when good, they were giants walking yeah. through the streets and the bow now, bow yeah. Now. yeah. But uh, no, Eagles number one, number one overrated by far, number one overrated band. I want to, I want to, because I've said this three times this week. I'm going to give you three underrated movies from the '90s that everybody needs to go watch. Okay, Primal Fear. Don't remember it. Who's in that? Um, I'm actually going to jump into 2000 for one of these. Well, well, who who was in Primal Fear? Um, was that Richard the- Gere was the lead as an attorney. Ed Norton was like um, it was pre. I was thinking of Cape Fear, where he gets under the car and like follows him out the coast. But um, Primal Fear. Primal Fear. Um, Ed, uh, Ed Norton was an abused um, kid. I'm not going to go into details because of the political ramifications. Y'all get what it is. Anyway, Ed Norton, like, it's when he proved like he was going to be like a ridiculous actor. One of his first movies, Primal Fear, Arlington Road. Yes, it's that one of the few movies that has a. Spoiler. No, there's no cutting that. You just spoiled it. That movie's 20-some years old. Nobody saw years it. Old. Nobody saw it. No one's going to see it. They're going to watch it. They're hey, gonna... listen. When you watch it, it's awesome because it's one of the f- 
finally. Okay. It, this is going to be hilarious because it's all that's getting beeped. And, and, and see, you're not going to get... Well, anyway, Arlington Road, that's, that's I can't yelp. even describe it. It's it's suburban nightmare. Yes. And it is... Is it not great? It's great. It's an amazing movie. Like It's so different, It's too. the most bland, tense... Like, the, the setup and everything is so... Is Tim Robbins in that? Tim Robbins and Jeff Bridges? Yeah, that's right. Who might be the same person. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Because I, I, I swore it was... Jeff Daniels and Jeff Bridges, yeah, or maybe it is Jeff. I don't know. It, it's it's one of those. It is so good. I'm going to jump into 2002, and this is my third one. And I'm done. Okay, Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner and William Hurt. Never saw it. And surprise, good performance from Dane Cook. Uh, now I'm not going to see it. Dane Cook, most overrated comedian. Eagles, most overrated band. I don't know what's the most overrated sports team, but anyway. So we're making lists. Oh, we want to go with that one today. Oh, first. God, oh you, you go with that one first. Set up All segue. Right. All right, so set up segue here. We've got lists of things. We wanted to make this one nice and tidy and neat today. So we're going to go down one of Josh's close personal friends, Roy H. Williams. Roy D. Mercer, how, how big a boy are you? Well, I don't know about that one. You know, Roy, did you listen to Roy D. Mercer? No. You don't, do you even know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. All right, so Roy D. Mercer was, uh, I think he was in North Carolina. Uh, radio show would call people and prank call them. So there's like albums and albums of him doing prank calls, and they are hilarious. Oh, uh, well, we we were so wealthy, we had a person to answer our phone for us. You don't so even know what prank calls I, I don't are. even know what a prank call is. And, and some people the call p- them, is there a difference between a prank call and a crank call? Because uh, I've heard both terms used before. No, both of I, I think it is a prank call. I think it's like coming down the pipe versus the pike. It's the the coming down the pike is the saying, but coming down the pipe also makes sense. Yes. So it can be a crank call or a prank call. Yes. Because I've heard either, and I never knew if there was like something you did on one mm. that you didn't do on the other. Yep, the phone would ring and you'd hear the pit, pitter patter of tiny, tiny, tiny feet. Yes. John's yes, but then the the phone an- a dedicated job. The butler got out of the way. The maid got out of the way. The driver got out of the way, and the phone answer, the food taster, the royal food taster. Well, got- and you forgot about the laundry washer, yeah. lawn lawn care maintenance pool guy. Yeah, there was a a good sixteen people that a had platoon. to get away before I could actually. Yeah, that they could get to me. Yeah, I was you know is the joys of joys of royalty. Yeah, joys of royalty. But John Oxford, I will tell you this, not a lie was born in a castle and a castle that i visited it's actually that's actually true that is a true story <laughs> like sadly but uh no anyway. sadly sadly for everyone else oh yeah it, it was converted into a military hospital but but it was still a castle yeah, yeah. so anyway ramstein air force base in kaiser slaughtern lonstool lonstool yeah yeah lonstool yeah yeah lonstool germany yeah yeah, Gutentag, Farfignugan. My brother was stationed there, so it's the weird... That's why I drive a Volkswagen The now. weird connection. Got to get back of, to my German roots. Yep. yep. Uh, even though your name is Oxford. <laughs> and That's the, the most... And the 23andMe said I was like 99% British. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. A uh, crumpet falls out of his mouth every... Oh, good night, governor. Uh, anyway, Roy H. Williams wrote the wizard of ads or they call him the wizard of ads he wrote the wizard of ads i would i would speaking of underrated like in the 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 annals of history uh you say the annals of history no 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 no. i did not say that 
that that's for place i'm not even going to mention writers that we repeat all the time that should go in the annals of history but, okay but in the annals in you know i don't Roy had, I think, a pretty decent. We are not friends. So before Roy, before you call me and say that I claimed I was your friend, you didn't I, I claim. Did, I said he was. Yeah, I know, but just nobody can tell us apart. But um, I do respect you a whole lot, Roy, because I know you're listening. Um, wrote, I think I've got three of his books. It's Wizard, the Wizard of Ads, Wizard of Ads Strikes Back. I don't know. Just get on Amazon. Check. They're these like little snippet, quick deep dive. His books are fantastic. Yeah, you, gave, you gave me one one time. You gave me the Wizard of Ads. I've yeah. got it in my library, but I can't um, read because someone did that for me growing yeah. up. So um, you don't have the I, reader. They, they just told me I was like Audible before it was Audible. Yeah. I had a real person that Johnable. Yeah, it was Johnable. Um. Anyway, great. Yeah, practical. It is. I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> the cover looks great. It looks. It actually does. It's a beautiful book. But he's not. I mean, I love um, David Ogilvie. You know, all of these guys, the titans of advertising. Roy is not quite in that, but it's probably more practical for the bank marketer. Like, you listen to David Ogilvie and long copy sales and yada, yada, yada. You know, listen to those. It's Roy Williams, um, which I don't even know. Like, I think there may be this thing that's a pseudonym. I don't know. If you're really Roy Williams, send me an email, Marketing Money Podcast. But he's got a list of 20 things. He does. And so we're going to go through them and relate them to bank marketing and discuss them. Because I, I think, oh, from attending conferences to speaking to going to events and what we do every day with our teams, I think advertising has kind of gotten pushed back in the banking world. I, I think you'd agree with that because we talked about walking through the uh, different kind of booze and stuff and it's all now it's digital and it's tracking and it's um, crm crm uh, and mcif systems and placement and and no one ever talks about that's why we talk about branding a lot because that is like the thing that no one can do because they don't have your brand in branch signage 22 by 28s and all this stuff i'm like measuring and all hey guys uh, remember advertising was a thing remember when that was a thing and and it's not dead i mean we may say stuff that you do you have to advertise to get them to it you can't measure when there's a certain, number that's not doesn't exist. Well, and there are certain things out there that say outbound versus inbound versus whatever. And look, you have to make. Nobody likes advertising. Nobody is looking for that interruption. By the way, speaking day. of interrupting, I am drinking out of a mug today that says "I will always love you" with a picture of Dolly Parton from Dollywood, but has the name Mike on it. Yep. So I, I don't know Jack. why I have a Dollywood. Well, I think that is Mike's mug that you have stolen. You have I didn't steal with it. it. It was in with the. It was in the community mugs. Okay, and it has good coffee in it. But I am looking at Dolly, and, and she's looking I'm kind at of you. inspired. Yeah, because she said she will always love me. Well, I will always love advertising because no matter if somebody wants or doesn't want to be interrupted, like that's the way it is now. We have to stop someone, interrupt them, and say, "Yo, marketing money podcast. Listen to the marketing money podcast. Yeah, tell your friends. Hey, share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. But it." To, to get your Look message me. out, I mean, like the iPhone had to have advertising around it to let people know it's a thing. Hey, you have a, a, a full glass screen and it's touch. And like, anyway, good products, bad products, all of it needs to be advertised. So back to Roy, our boy Roy. Royal. Roy Royal. We're going to go through these and we're going to discuss them. So number They're 20. one. They're 20. This is found on Oxford Agents of Influence. If you want to look it up, you can Google. Oh, now I know why you like him. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Is it really you? It's not. It's not him. Okay, number one. I've met him, and it's not him. If you want to be bigger, advertise as though you are bigger. 
Don't calculate your ad budget based on the volume you did last year. Base it on the volume you hope to do this year. Oh, my God. Number this is, one. This is like the best advice ever. I mean, like, I, I sit down. But we got we want to grow deposits 10% and loans 10%, but we're going to do our budget 2%. Off, off of our last years. Uh, t- 2% of last year. That's what I'm saying. Not of your goal. And we always say this. So what should I spend on advertising? The general rule of thumb, and this is retail, so it's really hard, like, like, a, like a traditional industry that their revenue – Banks' revenue is hard to calculate, even for for people who know how to do it. Should be somewhere between six and eighteen percent of your projected revenue. Well, banks are so low margin that's really hard to to figure. And so the kind of rule of thumb has been a million for every billion or in asset size. In asset size, which when we're going after liabilities, you start saying assets in a meeting where somebody wants to grow liabilities, that gets a little dicey too. But the point is, no matter what your bank's internal measure is of what you're going to do and build that budget, build it on your goal, not on the past. If you want to keep accomplishing past... Well, if you want to have more online account openings, you're going to have to buy a better app, a better process, more advertising digitally. And if you didn't do any digital marketing two years ago, but you're still building off the same budget, you've got a whole new thing to spend on. Now, you might reduce billboards, or you might reduce radio or direct mail. But you need to put it towards where you want to grow. Yeah, so I would say double answer here, budget for where you want to be, but also budget for what you want to do within the budget. Yep. I mean, this is, again, I cannot tell you how many people miss this. I've been saying this for... Years before I read it, he's exactly right. Stop budget. Well, first budget. Start budgeting because some of y'all aren't. Some of y'all won't. Nobody let you and all this stuff. Get a budget and budget towards your goals. Number two, they call it mass media for a reason. It reaches the masses. Consequently, you can't really target using mass media. That's true. It is. And so, but if you want to reach the masses, I hate to say it, we talk about digital, our partners with Rain have been on here. We love targeting, but sometimes there is a tactic for general brand awareness <laughs> called get your name out there. Yeah. And especially if your name sucks and you're like 66%, 66.7% of the banks who have a name the same as well, everybody else. I don't know how you would target if you have a, a, the same name as 100 other banks. Well, they're not in your region, probably. Maybe. Maybe. I was doing some some goggling the other day, and I noticed how many are just in the same county. But anyway, so it's called mass media for a reason. It's meant to reach the masses. No, no, you can't target, but also know that you need to reach the masses at times. Number three, don't worry about that. Use mass media anyway. Targeting is overrated and ridiculously overpriced. I'm going to give him a B on that. I don't think it's ridiculously overpriced. I think if it is used well, it can be really good but the other thing is is this is a bank marketing podcast and targeting is a lot easier because you have every piece of information on that person like if you're selling shoes it's a little different because you don't know who's coming in who's going to walk into Foot Locker today if you're selling cokes who's going to the vending machine or who's going to the family dollar or whatever and it's a lot dicier when we're generally talking about targeting yes oh uh, my doctors yeah i'm gonna target them and then the fdic comes in and says uh-uh. No, can't do it. But you can target internally. If it is unaffordable, target internally. Use your inside data. You have all the data on your clients and build a nurturing slash cross-sell campaign. Number four, choose who to lose. Correctly written ad copy will filter out the customers you don't want and attract the customers you do want. You're going to jump over to Levitt and Dubner. Well, that's kind of targeting, but go ahead. After he just says yeah. don't target. 
Well, but but that's what he follows yeah. up. There's the next one because I know what it is. He talks yeah. about that is targeting. Yeah. Um. And and I've done this all the time. And and when I sit down with a client, any client, bank client, before we before we um, focused only on banks, but everybody, everybody could buy my five hundred dollar pair of shoes. Well, yeah, but there's only going to be a group of people. Levitt and Dubner do a story about really break into the um, Nigerian prince emails. Read it in their book. I think it's their second. Wait, wait, that three thousand dollars I just sent to start the account to get. He's gonna send you. He's gonna send you ten thousand. Don't worry about it. As soon as he gets on his feet again, you're gonna get ten thousand. I've done it before too. Uh, caveat: Ooh. Don't do that. We are not endorsing that. That is a joke. But um, they talk about weeding your own garden. They say they do it better than we I've do. I've never had to weed a garden. I know you haven't. So anyway, next, next. Number five, filtering through ad copy is how you target when using mass media. Yeah. I mean, if you're, when you figure out the tone and personality of your bank and who you really, if you're a commercial bank or you're a retail bank, you need to target those ads that will resonate with the right audience. That's not targeting with your buy. That's targeting with your messaging. If you don't know how to do it, I can't explain it on this podcast. Call me. 662-823-2100. Ooh. Putting the number out there. I like I'm it. not going to charge you for it. I'll tell you I do it. I like it. If you have the gumption. To call and say, I heard this on the Marketing Money Podcast. I'll I don't know how to, to do you. it. I want to talk to Josh Mavis. That's my tell office me about number. It. Laura's going to be probably who will answer. Hey, don't call me because I won't tell you how to do it. <laughs> All right. Number six. There are two ways to use mass media, Mr. Mavis. Mm, it only? That's what it says. First. Used consistently, mass media will cause your company to be one customers think of immediately and feel best about when they finally need what you sell. Top of mind awareness. Two, use short-term. Mass media will give urgency and importance to a special event when you purchase high repetition for a period of time. Like Usually the Shred-a-thon? Between, oh, gosh. Usually between 1 and 14 days. Yeah. Let's talk about Shred-a-thon for a minute. All right. So with data, data privacy, or you could say data privacy... <laughs> yes. Being talk, talk. being so high level, why would you want anyone to bring you their data, which then makes you liable for it? Especially in a lot of these places, they don't shred on site. They collect it in, the big in a truck. big truck that drives off to shred it somewhere. I'm sure. It's a, it's a liability nightmare. I don't know. It's kind of like the toasters of the 60s. Which, by the way, I do want to do a future podcast on the origin of the free gift. Oh, oh, it's, it's, oh we're doing that. It's actually quite interesting. I've been researching a lot here lately. There's a blog coming out about it um, in partnership with Strategy Corps. Okay. Um, another. Oh yeah. Cool Fazio, what's up? Yeah. Dave Crook, how you doing? Connie, love you. Um, <laughs> and it's it's fantastic. But there there's some stuff that you you find out there. But it's it's these it's banks trying to figure out a way to add value when they can't because of lack of differentiation or regulation but look i look at bank websites more than any human in america probably and shredathons on every third one you're not differentiating Um, i just don't know how it drives business but i mean short term let's go back to this and apply it branch openings things like that we don't have sales we don't have flash sales in banks so not really as applicable but um yes is to mass media to inform people name id awareness number seven very obvious here. Google is the new phone book. Like the yellow pages of yesterday, it is the principal resource for buyers who are currently consciously in the market for a product or service and have no preferred provider. 
Like the white pages of yesterday, Google delivers your telephone number, street address, and business hours to customers who have already chosen you as their preferred provider. All right. All right. So here's the deal. SEO. Yep. And before you hire an SEO vendor, I just want you to write and call me. Um, there's so many charlatans out there. It is so amorphous and misunderstood. We'll do a podcast. We've got one on SEO and talking about um, structure versus um, content seeding and things like that, I believe. We'll rent. We'll we'll do it. another one. We'll do another one, but um, vet, vet, vet. But I mean, there's companies like Go Local. I think you guys know about and use. Is that right? Yeah, you got. There's there's they, a ton they, of do them. your listings for you first before you. SEO is a big, big animal. Make sure all your um, Google things are updated. Your Google you local just said listings. vet, 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 and that it's a big animal. Are you like? You getting into the, another industry today? I got the pun, the strong mm, pun game. Big pun. Yeah, big, big pun. Big pun in the house. So um, have your local listings correct, your hours, branch hours correct, all that stuff, and, and be searchable. Yeah, we're going to give some hints on local SEOing in the future, but for this podcast, we're going through there. But yes, that, if they can't find you, they can't do business with you. So let's just like... I'll tell you this. That's the second thing to branding to I me pull, is number one is, do they know you? And number two, can they find you? And sometimes it may be the other order. If they're just if they're agnostic to who they bank, so here's with. a nerd of what I do on the weekends. Did this last weekend. I pulled the entire FDIC list, the entire active bank listing. By the way, hold on, FDIC. If you're listening, if you're listening, and this, I know someone said this danger says y'all are great. You work with us on insuring our deposits. You regulate us to make sure that we're safe and sound. I get all that. Might be time to update that website though, dog. It works. Though. I will say this. It it's works. Ugly. It it's, works. It's ugly. But it could be so much more user friendly. The data's there. It's the data's there. So the the first time I pulled the list um, two years ago, 6,100 banks in America. Six, eight months ago, uh, 5,800 banks in America pulled it. Did I say it was 55 or 5,300? It's I told around 5,300 because yeah. I saw that report yesterday from depositaccounts.com yeah, I mean, or whatever. Consolidation's a real thing, guys. What we're talking about here, we joke and we kid, but like, Start marketing your friggin' bank. It's real. And and capture market share, or you're going to get gobbled up, or you're going to go through the, quite frankly, the cathartic process of gobbling up another bank. Um, they ain't easy. Either eat or be eaten. But banks are not listening. Um, y'all may be. I mean, it is. I mean, when we get under 5,000, and guess what number is growing in asset size and deposit share? It's the credit unions. The credit onions? The credit onions. Because they made me cry. So the point is, it's up to us to do this. Like, there's a lot of stuff going around. Anyway, uh, we're only on number eight. Okay. Bank with a website. Down the list. I go through the whole list, kind of slice, dice, look at what the trends are, who's who's losing, where are they going. Banks without a website, because there's a whole column. By the way, you can pull the whole FDIC list without putting any any data in. If you just hit pull list, yeah. it pulls all of them. So I, I was really curious about the banks that didn't have a website listed in their FDIC Wait, listing. There's there are banks in 2019 that don't have a website. No, no, no. they don't have them listed okay. in their FDIC. Well, listing. that might be the FDIC. Yeah, no, it might be their fault. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you, what form you fill out or whatever. I've never had. To I do don't it. either. But about 50, 60 out of the so about one um, percent, I guess. But there were banks with no website, so I went and looked them up, Googled them. Could not find the bank. I mean, these are like 25 location banks with no presence on Google whatsoever. But Josh would bank the whole county. And they must be. You know what I did not feel compelled to do? Call them and tell them. Because I'm like, if y'all, 
Anyway. Customers who come to you, this is number eight, customers who come to you through mass media will often be credited to your digital efforts due to the white pages function of Google. They had already chosen you as the preferred provider, preferred provider, but we're looking online for your street address, phone number, or business hours. That's not exactly, that. that is the sentiment, but that, that there's no way to differentiate that. We're going to talk about attribution on another if, podcast If you as well. do all of it. Bobby, take notes. That's four podcast ideas we just had. If you do all of it. Um, <laughs> Kidding. If you do all of it, but especially you do the listing, then that part's taken care of. Yeah. That, that, like that's sta- table stays. Yeah. Number nine, regardless of how you win them, it is costly to win a first-time customer. Getting the customer to come back a second time, third time, or fifth time is cheap and easy if they had a good experience the first time. Not applicable to banks. If you get them, you got them. Customer journey. Put marketing automation in. Have an email. Cross-sell people. Peter Drucker, six to to nine times more to uh, attract a new client than to sell to an existing one. Cross-sell. I I like this one, though. Number 10. One of my favorite ones, just the way it's phrased. Advertising is the tax we pay for not being remarkable. So be remarkable. This is what generates word of mouth. You've got to impress your customer. If you don't, your competitor will. Enough said. I don't think we need to comment on it. You I, but I, just, that, I just love that advertising is the tax you pay for not being remarkable. That, Roy, you knocked it out of the park. Bingo. Nothing, if your bank isn't remarkable and it doesn't stand out on its own, you have to advertise more. That 6 to 18% I talked about earlier, McDonald's spends 6%. A new restaurant that opens needs to spend 18%. Yeah, because they have nobody, no brand awareness. No one knows who they are. Yep. Companies, number 11, companies that celebrate their victories have happy employees. So find things to celebrate. Happy employees create happy customers. I think banks do that well. That's like, that's like. They don't do any, if they don't do anything else. They do that. Yeah. Because you can look at any social media most banks do. It's, this was the chamber ambassador of the week, or this was the birthday party. That's external. One thing I think banks are bad about doing is, is though, is that's the external, put it out on social media. Internal, it's always, we didn't meet our deposit goal. So I think balancing those, but we're not, quite frankly, I don't know that we're talking to anybody that's not just in the choir. Yep. Number 12, most customers are repeat customers or referral customers. Well, Doug, that's why they're called customers. Mass media is the most effective way to maintain top-of-mind awareness among these groups. In addition, it will bring you new first-time customers. Yeah, I mean, you, it's a net. Yeah, mass and, media. And if you, don't, if you don't have the broad net thrown, you can't do targeting anyway. Yeah, uh, no, of course. 13, your plan to stay in touch with your customers through social media and email blast is based on the assumption that your customer will open read, listen to, or watch what you have to say. Is this actually happening? And if not, why not? Hint, the subject line gets people to open. The content itself gets people to share it. Yep, exactly. I mean, that's... It's true, but the other, I want to throw something else on this. Only about, you know, 1% to 10% of people are ever going to open your email at any given time. What are you doing to affect... Are your ad, are your social post, or whatever, what are you doing to affect that other 90% that aren't going to open it? And stop believing and stop listening to people saying people are sick of our stuff one percent of people opened it if you sent that damn no thing one saw it 10 times in a row still nobody saw it 90 well, percent didn't see it well that one number one be willing to reuse your stuff and and to number two on that where he says stay in touch with your customers through social and email blast at the deal I have, and we saw this at a presentation a couple weeks ago and I hear it too from other other banks and my peer groups is where there's this misnomer, if that's the right word, that people are thinking about their bank all the time. It, it, you know, remember that one we saw, and they were like, the lifestyle. They wake up and they check and they go, and they're thinking, my bank is with me, and trust. 
Dude, no one is thinking about their bank until a mistake is made or they need to do something that involves their bank. It's not, you know, they don't think about it all that. They're thinking about taking their kid to school. They're thinking about what they're having for lunch. They're thinking about what they got to wear. They're thinking about their own business, what their job is. They're not sitting around going, man, my bank is really awesome. It has a good app. They're I, not thinking anything about no. it. No. And so to that point is your social, your content has to engage. It can entertain. It can inform. But don't assume. Please. please just, nobody cares about They don't you. care. They yeah. don't. They don't care until you make them through a mistake or through an, an awesome product that you mm-hmm. market to them. Uh, 14. 36 years ago, you mentioned earlier, David Ogilvie was speaking of newspaper and magazine ads when he wrote, on the average, five times as many people read the headline as read the body copy. When you have written your headline, you have spent 80 cents out of your dollar. Now look at your open rate. What percentage of your online budget has been spent when you've written your subject line? Yeah. That's true. Well, it's why it's called a headline because it's what yeah. subject line is your read. headline. What was the old uh, Dwayne Birch, your former Nine, business partner? Ninety percent of the effectiveness of any advertising is in the headline and the picture and the image. Yeah, the image. That's that's it. Yeah. That's what people recall. That's the recall. Uh, is the is that? So if you're doing print, realize the picture and the headlines really what matter. Like you could lord it some gobbledygook. Well, not just it. print. Any static display ad that's digital, that's social. Anytime that you can use an image in a headline, that's what you're going to see. Now, this one does ring true to bank advertising Mm -hmm. that I'm about to read. This is 15, if you're counting at home. If you have nothing to say, don't let anyone convince you to say it. Boring. Predictable messages make you seem smaller and duller and waste your money. Companies don't fail due to reaching the wrong people. Companies fail due to saying the wrong things. Oh, everybody's got the same Halloween ad. But our people... Yeah. Our people, Josh, and and too big to tackle. Our, our CD tackle. rates are amazing. I can't even. It's boring. You don't have anything to say, so don't waste your time not saying no. it. That's why I look at RenaissanceNation.com. Look at the content that Renaissance's putting out. Oh, eighty thousand engagements in a week or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you. Nine hundred million views or something uh, like that. Yeah, it's it's I can't. It's it's such an animal right now. I almost can't control it. And I, I'm I'm not it. saying that kidding. Like I've got. Two people on staff now Take just to the dealing vet. with it. Take it to the vet. That's yeah. right. Who is getting good? Predictable ads are about you, your company, your product, your service. Persuasive ads are about the customer, the transformation of your product or service will bring to your customer's life. A lot of people are in the batting box striking out on this. I don't, I mean, I can't, yes, exactly, but this is a skill that is ex- extremely difficult. It is, and I joke about this when we've done customer commercials or customer videos, and some bankers will go, well, they didn't say anything about us. And I go, well... We're talking about like a, a feature of a client, yeah. like, like this business. So I, I see a lot of banks doing where the customer comes on, they say, Bank XYZ really helped me. They were there when I needed this loan. Bank. They came through. They're and they good bank. Yeah, and it's in everyone. And so I want to go, well, it's on the bank's rails, as in it's on their social, it's on their digital, it's on their website. And, it's way, to, and way to get somebody to tune out right out the quickly. gate. Real quickly. It's really implied. I want to know what that business does. I want to know how that business Find was successful. Stories. It is implied that your bank did it, because why would they be in an ad for your bank? Yeah. So there's that. Uh, 17. I, me, my, we, and our are self-centered words. You and your are customer-centric words. Mm-hmm. And I think we used to talk about the two big biggest words in advertising. Free and you. Free and you. The, the you catches first because mm-hmm. it's you, and then free because people like free things yeah. catches second. 18. 
Entertainment is the only currency that will purchase the time and attention of busy pub, of the busy public. Are your ads entertaining? I don't think it's the only, but it is probably the most effective. I mean, that's the only nitpick I would give that. Finish strong. Two more. Two more. <clears throat> One of the most common mistakes in advertising is to spread your ad budget across several different media so that you, quote, don't leave anyone out, end quote. Own a medium. Yeah. Kill it. But persuasion, in most instances, requires repetition and familiarity. Would you rather reach 100% of people and convince them and convince them 10% of the way or reach 10% of the people and convince them 100% of the way? Don't spread your money too thinly by chasing the unicorn of media mix. Yep. If you're out in rural America and digital doesn't work for you and your newspaper and radio and TV, little, little janky TV cable network, and you like, I just need to buy a little quarter-page newspaper, a little bit... Go buy a, a damn full-page newspaper every every day or every week if you have a weekly paper and just and put bombastic. We'll just own it. We are the best bank in our three-county area. By mar- Let us prove it. And put in low market share FDIC if that, yep. if you're the market share. You're market share leader. Be the yep. market. We're the market. People leader. like backing the. Backing you can the say we're the market leader yeah. if you're the FDIC winner in that area. So number twenty, expensive rent equals cheap advertising, intrusive visibility. A landmark location with signage that's noticed even when people aren't looking for it is the cheapest advertising money can buy. There is tr- This is true for service businesses, too, not just retail. The extra cost for this kind of location should be taken from the ad budget. I am a modern bank marketer, and I still believe in branching because people still bank within what, one, one mile of their, of their home or their work. And look, a 3 to $6 million branch with a sign at a prominent location – on a on an expensive lot is still somewhat worth it. However, make sure that you are spending um, on your virtual branch, your website. Uh, don't don't skimp on that. Yeah, and so to this point, agree with all this. Uh, agree with probably eighteen of the twenty that are very applicable to banking. Uh, so I would say that the quick takeaway for doing this is make ads that are catchy don't just put people out there to do it because we got to advertise no make real advertising make real content make better content and finally realize the importance of your branch and the importance of the location and the importance of the copy you write can catch the customer you want versus the placement and look everybody that tells you go to a um, conference and just pick out one thing and go do that one thing well don't do just one of this list. This is a comprehensive list you got to layer five or six of these things if not all of them for a healthy marketing plan. Like, don't get overwhelmed. I mean, these things. Pick. There's there's media advice. Pick your medium. Mass media. Better ads, and then target when you can. Layer these on top of one another, and um, I don't know. Well, maybe you'll do good. Anyway, since we uh, have given, we need to give the content for this podcast where uh, it's due. So uh, this can be found, this list and more information can be found at OxfordRoad.com. No relation to me. just happens to be a, a, a Agents of Influence site, OxfordRoad.com, and those were written by Roy H. Williams. So uh, if you want to go through and find that, he is the author of New York Times and Wall Street Journal best-selling Wizard of Ads trilogy of business books. So with that being said, go buy him, look him up on Amazon, and that way he can say, well, they promoted me instead of just stole my ideas. On we didn't here. steal it. We, had, uh, we attributed, attributed it. And yeah. we, we love it. We steal it. We love it. So anyway, for John and Josh, later.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.